Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. I get concerned when I don't see a business owner fanatical about keeping score because that says to me, you're probably not going to reach the next level. You're listening to Estimate Rocket Radio, the hassle-free online software for service contractors that keep your business running from lead to pay. We want your business to grow, so we make it easy to get your job done. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Estimate Rocket Radio. My name is Kathleen. I'm the Director of Sales, and I'm joined by my very dynamic co-host, Chris Shank. Chris is the Leader of Education and Engagement here at Estimate Rocket. Hey, Chris, how are you? I'm doing great and ready for a great conversational bout with these guys coming on. I know. We could have actually done double the length of the podcast our next guests are so interesting, um, but we I'm super excited. We have Tom Reber in the house with us. Um, Tom is the founder of the Contractor Fight. Um, he is an extraordinary national contractor coach, and he owns a coaching company. Um, he's been coaching for over 11 years. There really isn't a problem that he hasn't solved with another one of his clients. Tom is also the author of a best-selling book, Winning the Contractor Fight. And by the way, he was also a past host of one of my favorite shows on HGTV, Unfinished Business. And another thing that I love about Tom, his life's motto is live unafraid. And joining us as well is Neil Christensen, the CEO of Contractor Fight. And these two guys you could see why they make such a great team. They're both super thoughtful. When they attack a problem, they get at it from all angles. I really feel like when we open a topic for discussion, I am wiser by the end of it. These guys have eagle eyes for seeing into a problem and seeing what the real causes are. And they're not always what we think they are. We're talking about getting to 5 million. And right away, these guys are helping us understand that even asking the question, how do I get to 5 million? has some problems, but they talk about doing the basics better. They talk about refining your strategy. They talk about doing things simpler and they talk about what companies need to know who are truly ready for 5 million. So hi, Tom. It is so exciting to have you with us on Estimate Rocket Radio. It is good to be back. I always look forward to chatting it up with you guys. And we I got know. your main man, Neil, with us as well. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Yes. You guys drug me out of the shadows. <laughs> 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 but you always come willingly. That's right. What, what's Neil? For you, Neil, Kathy. Your, for you, yes. <laughs> what's your famous uh, saying, Neil? Introverts unite alone in your bedrooms. Yeah. Yes, in your own separate spaces. <laughs> anyway, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. For those who don't know, Neil is the CEO of the Contractor Fight. Um, and little known fact <laughs> is, I, uh, I I met Neil when I was wearing like uh, cut off blue jeans, work boots driving a beater van and i might have had a half shirt on probably and, uh, probably it probably and, didn't and have he sleeves. actually hired me to be his painter he was a big remodeling guy in in our area and i got in and did his work and and how many times did you fire me neil at least three three <laughs> yeah so, oh no yeah 
And the better okay, question is, know. why I, did I, I hire you back to, twice? I have to understand this. <laughs> but, why did but you now hire look him? Who's in charge. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, why did is, I hire him back twice? This is, is, that the, is that the question? How stupid can you be? Um, <laughs> it, because when, oh, I don't know. This this, this gets deep, Kathy. Because, um, <laughs> you know, Tom, Tom's just so dang likable. I and know. you want to root for him. And you're like, oh, this time it's going to be different. And uh, this time it's going to work out. Um, well, something worked out. <laughs> yeah, it, it did work out. I mean, Tom did a lot of painting for me over the years. And no, I didn't hire him when he was wearing cutoffs and a, and a tank top. Um, I would have. Back. He Is came back many times. <laughs> I bothered you into hiring me. Yes. So Annoyed me into hiring you. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. That's That's prospecting 101. Just be so visible they can't ignore you. So right. mm-hmm. that sounds like the contractor fight yeah. <laughs> right there. He's so visible. We see you guys everywhere. Kathy was just saying that seeing you guys really active on social media uh, among many places is pretty exciting. Um, I know that everybody's looking for inspiration. Some many businesses are doing great. Others are looking for their inspiration, you know, to get mm-hmm. through the day to day, to get through the week to week, to know what they're supposed to be doing with their business, taking it to the next level year after year. And that's the real challenge. I think we're finding we're doing more education on that too, as people use our software, how do we help people use the tools that are there, but it's kind of really plan aggressively to grow and and to keep growing and never plateau. So I know you guys talk a lot about that and we want to do this podcast about kind of getting to next level places, specifically the $5 million mark in revenue. Mm. And, you know, for people who are there, you know, you know what journey that is and and what a struggle that is sometimes. And for people who aren't there, sometimes you just can't imagine getting there. So let me ask you guys, what percent of painting contractors do you think get to 5 million in revenue? Well, I, the latest stats I've seen, let's just talk 1 million, all small businesses, only about 9% hit a million. So I think I think it's much smaller for a painter, painting contractor, the percentage. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was like 4% of painting contractors did a million. Um, so that's like nine out of 100 on the national average for all businesses. And I think it's less than that for painting companies. Um, I think it also, to those who get to 5 million, you know, I, I bet it wouldn't even be 1%. Hmm. Yeah, I'd now, be shocked if it was one. Yeah. And now I would also break that out. Like if it's commercial industrial, you know, it's probably a much higher percent. If we're talking residential, I think it's, it's in the gutter, you know, mm. and I don't mean in the gutter, like you, you, sh- you're a loser if you don't hit 5 million, you know, I mean, in, in, um, you know, I think yes, 5 million is great, but not if you're not profitable and all that other stuff, the last thing you want to do is scale a turd, Right. So, (laughs) and, and so we, we talk all the time, you know, if you, I mean, Chris, you know, if you have a pile of crap, right. Yeah. I don't want a bigger pile. You know, (laughs) if you've got, if you've got headaches galore, you don't need more headaches. Yeah. And so, so this is something we talk about a lot in the fight is, um, you know, if you want to grow to 5 million, great. I just ask you to check your motive. Like, why do you want to grow 5 million? So I, uh, I had a conversation with a guy once and he's like, I want to grow a $5 million company. Can you help me? And when I peeled back why he wanted to grow a $5 million company after a few minutes, it came down to, he wanted to pay himself $250,000 a year. And he thought that's what needed to happen. Hmm. 
And I said, well, dude, what if I told you you could do 1.2 or 1.5, do less projects, you know, less employees, have a better a pace of life that fit your goals better and you paid yourself a quarter million, hmm. you know? And what was funny is he said, no, I still want a $5 million company. He was mm-hmm. so married to the idea of having all these employees and a fleet of trucks on the road and, and he wanted to feed his ego. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm all for big revenue. Let's get big. If that's truly what you want. I just encourage people before you just start setting these top line revenue goals, reverse engineer the life you want and the money you want in the bank and mm-hmm. what you want your company to look like. And I mean, mm-hmm. Neil and I, we had a conversation the other day about we've been super aggressive in the fight rowing and we, we still have bigger plans, but Neil posed the question. He's like, you know, when, when, are, when's enough going to be enough? Right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And if you guys know me, I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, all of it is enough barely. <laughs> so, exactly. Um, so, but it's a good question to ask yourself. So again, I think, you know, Neil, you'd probably agree. I mean, we talked a lot of contractors across board, less than 1% easily or 5 million a year. Yeah, I would agree with that. Definitely. Let's broaden that a little bit and just say trade yeah. contractors. I, Cause you guys deal with all kinds of contractors and we do too. I would say it's a little higher when you go across the board, just because um, a lot of the other uh, trades are not as labor-based. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, you're reselling materials, which allows you to grow much faster and bigger. Um, so I would, I would say that it, as you get outside of those very labor specific trades, mm-hmm. um, you're probably, that percentage is probably growing more towards the three, 4% mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. would be my gut. I have no data to back this up. <laughs> this is no, just, but, you know, well, anecdotally from what we see. Yeah. Well, right. to back it up on, you know, people reach out to us and I'll get on the phone with people and have conversations about helping their businesses. And I talk to a lot of guys that are outside of the in different trades that have higher materials, it's not uncommon for me to talk to somebody who's bringing in three, four, six million dollars a year top line revenue and they're broke. You know, right. like they don't have any yeah. money it, because right. so much, so much is the, uh, you know, material costs. Like the average painter that I talked to, and even when we had our company, I, our materials hovered around fifteen percent of revenue. Mm-hmm. you know and a lot of these other trades are at least double that mm-hmm. you know sure. so um so i think it's easier to hit a million or five million or whatever when you're not a labor-intensive trade like neil was talking about i think it was the pca we were at and you know which is we all know that's an in-person event mm-hmm. um with painting and contractors so so we were there and this owner of a painting, a big painting company was talking to me and he was telling me that, and I don't want to say the manufacturer's name because Mm -hmm. that, that wouldn't be kind, but he was telling me that when he orders from this location and it's a big order, it's one price. And then if he orders from this location and it's a big order, it's another different price. So basically from the software that we written in our previous life, I know that's called zone pricing. Um, depending on the rooftop income of the area, they have different pricing at different locations. Mm. And so I said, you need to go to the rep, the 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 um, 
rep in your area and say, hey, look, you know, I'm one company buying this paint. I want to make sure I'm getting the same paint no matter what location has the inventory I'm looking for. And so he called me up six months later and he said, thank you so much for that piece mm. of advice. But you assume, and I'm sure you guys know this firsthand, you know, I'm not a coach, but you assume everyone knows how to do this. And sometimes when we all get together and just relax and rap about, you know, what, what is working, what isn't working, you find these little things out that you're like, you didn't, you didn't know that you could do that. <laughs> of course you can do that. You have power, you know, in, in the amount of purchasing that you're doing. So, um, that well, was that conversation it. with that contractor. You said it was a, you know, larger company, you know, mm -hmm. multi-million dollar company. That's you probably, you probably earned him 50 to $70,000 more profit for every million dollars he brought in just by that conversation. Exactly. Exactly. So I paid for estimate rocket for how many years for him? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It becomes spray at that point, right? <laughs> so it, it was interesting. So my question is to you guys, you know, when you have a company that signs on for your coaching team and say they're at one and a half million or two million and they want to go to that five million dollar leap, you know, what does the company look like internally? Do they even have um, you know, does the leadership have rhythms and and meeting rhythms and knows how to how to set the tone for the company? And you know, what kind of tools do you have them? Obviously, they're going to do coaching, and that's our always our number one recommendation for our rock stars at Estimate Rocket. But what do you what do you tell them they need to put in their tool belt too? Yeah, I think uh, the first thing we do is we we strip it back to the basics. We make mm -hmm. no assumptions. Um, many, I think, many of the people doing that one to one and a half million a year they're still they're very much in still hustle and grind mm -hmm. they, they're not they haven't hit that point yet where they have you said leadership team for somebody doing one to one and a half million that might be just the guy that owns it okay or the, or the couple that owns it or the woman that owns it you know it's not a team uh at at that point many times so we make no assumptions that they got their um you know, based on really, uh, really good business basics or understanding their numbers, or they might have one area that they're really good at. Maybe they're a really good marketer and that's made up for not really understanding their numbers or not really being good at sales, or maybe they're a really good salesperson and that has made up for, you know, not understanding their numbers. They can outsell their ignorance of numbers. Um, mm -hmm. So we make no assumptions. We start back at, at zero. Um mm -hmm. Pretty much, no matter you know, unless unless they really show they have those basics in place. Mm -hmm. And I saw Tom on Instagram. I think it was about a week ago, and I messaged him because I loved what he said. He was talking about job costing, and you know that gets me super excited because at Estimate Rocket, we really want all of our and we encourage all of our contractors to be using that field and that feature, because then we can give them profitability in real time. They're not waiting for, for the job to finish or right. for three weeks into the job to find out that they're losing money on materials or labor or both. You know, they can look at this nightly and say, Hey, 
um, oh, I think I need to call the crew leader on this project because we are not meeting our profitability margins. And, you know, just incorporating that into the company can can change the company's financials drastically. I mean, at Estimate Rocket, I think at a minimum, our customers are growing 34% year over year in profitability and sales. And we watch that number like crazy. Yeah. You, you yeah. talk about that one to $2 million company. It's amazing. Mm. The number of people that come to us in that range that mm -hmm. aren't job costing. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. And they don't want to. And I always say, I know you don't want to, but would you try it please? Yeah. Let, you know, I always do the, it's funny in the company we use Slack so we can all talk to each other. Do you mm. know how many times I've used the Jerry Maguire you know, let me help you. Oh, let me help. Yeah, help let me, me help, help you. Yeah, I use that yeah. meme all the time because that's how we feel sometimes. You know, we're trying to push a boulder up the hill in some of our conversations, and it's it's funny. Well, I, I think um, you know, when I see somebody who um is not, and I, I'm going to use strong language here because you know me. Yeah, I, know. I mean, I'm not cursing. I'm just like a I'd strong. I'd be upset leader. if you didn't, Tom. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, I get concerned when I don't see a business owner fanatical about keeping score. Right. Because that says to me, you're probably not going to reach the next level. Like in, I mean, just think sports, like the winners track their stuff. They're competitive. Mm -hmm. They're always trying to beat their best. And, you know, I think number one, people don't want a job cost uh, out of ignorance. They didn't know it existed, which is ridiculous to me. Cause even in all my ignorance, when I first started, I, after I did my first job, I remember I sat down, I'm like, what did I make on this thing with a pen and a piece of paper and a calculator, you know? And I, I remember I lived in this tiny apartment. I remember figuring out my first job. I didn't even know it was called job costing, by the way, <laughs> I just knew okay. like, okay, what do you got left? And so I think there's ignorance. I think there's um, avoidance of the truth mm -hmm. <laughs> where the truth hurts. Um, you know, but there's also a saying that, you know, before the truth will set you free, it'll piss you off. And I, I see that. I mean, Neil, I don't know about you, but I Love think that. the number one motivator that gets people in the fight to, you know, kind of buy into what we're coaching and stuff is when they start job costing. When and they see like, the this numbers, is unacceptable. Yeah. Like this is just unacceptable. Mm. you know, for me to be working this hard. And so, um, so fanatical yeah. about scorekeeping. I love that. Yeah. And I think the bigger, you know, we're talking about $5 million businesses and, and things like that. I think that's where, um, you know, you've got to be more, I mean, dialed in back to the basics, like Neil mm -hmm. said, mm. because when you reach a certain level of success, you start neglecting the fundamentals that got you there. Mm. And so, um, you know, consistently refining your sales process, you're delivering, you know, a great experience, excellent customer service, job costing, you know, these people think that like, and I hate this word, Neil and I hate the word scale. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but when somebody says they want to scale their business, my first question is, what do you want to scale? <laughs> like, and because most people think it's top line revenue. I'm like, do you want to scale your turd? Do you want to scale your chaos, your profit, your personal income, your days off? 
you know, let's get clear on what you want to scale, but let's mm-hmm. just say those who really want to go, I want to scale, you know, grow my business. They think it's some magical pie in the sky, advanced stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, Neil, we talk about this all the time. It's not It's mm-hmm. like, you know, market, know your numbers, sell, produce great experience, mm-hmm. like just repeat and mm-hmm. continue to repeat. Now you're going to reach a certain level. Like, you know, you get into the couple millions and things like that. You're going to need, and I think for a painting company, you need more key leadership sooner, like at a lower revenue mark than a bigger company and out of the painting industry might need mm-hmm. just because of the, there's so many more, uh, um, there's so many more man hours to manage, right? Yeah. So, but you're going to hit a point where, um, the, the biggest mover to help you grow your company is going to be people, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I don't, I don't mean just like to produce in the field. I mean, people that are leaders, right. You know? And so, um, but never, never lose sight of the basics. You want to grow your business, do the basics better, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, Neil, I mean, we, we've had conversation after uh, in conversation about the fight going, Hey, how do we grow our battleground program and this and that? And we, it's a conversation we have all the time. Right. We have several hundred contractors in it that are kicking ass. And every time we go, what would it look like if it were simple? What would it look like for us to just do the basics better? It always comes down to rolling the red carpet for our current members and loving up on them. It's Mm -hmm. not some pie in the sky marketing thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not an ad. You know, it's not, even though we do tons of content and video and stuff, it always comes back to loving up on our current members. Right. And I think any business that does that, I mean, Keith Cunningham, he's like Tony Robbins, business coach guy at his events and stuff. He's this older guy guru. He asked a question in his book. He has a book called uh, the road less stupid. And uh, he, he talks about the value. He talks about the value of his. He does a think. He calls it thinking time, where he just will camp on a question for an hour. He sits in the same chair with a notepad and he just lets his brain wander on these things. One of the questions he asked in his book, he said, "What would what would your business look like today if you had every cust- still had every customer that ever did business with you?" Wow. Yeah. You want to no, scale? No kidding. Up on your current customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You know, I just, I'm writing my next book. It's called Sell Sell Unafraid. It'll be out at the end of 23, early 24. Mm -hmm. I just wrote the chapter um, talking about how we're always after people, after new clients. You know, if you're a contractor listening to this right now, you have a database. Right. Right. Go into Estimate Rocket. And somebody that you gave a bid to that ghosted you, pick up the phone and go, hey, did you ever do the project? Or somebody right. that that's a past customer of yours and you painted something or you built something or whatever a year ago, pick up the phone and literally text or call. Don't send a mass email out. That's impersonal. Be personal. Right. Hand-to-hand combat here with love. Right. <laughs> and just go, hey, Kathy, we did your deck last summer and I just was curious how it's holding up. Hit me back when you get a minute. Exactly. If you would just do that three times a day to your database, you'd probably double your profits, at least double your profits, if not your business in a year. Right. I mean, we we have a guy, Neil, you know who he is. I, we, we, I'm not going to name names because it's, you know, he didn't ask permission, but 38% of his revenue in 2022 was from that. 
Okay. I mean, he was like, I don't know, almost a $2 million company or maybe a little over. He did like $780,000 in revenue by working his database mm -hmm. and grew his business. Mm -hmm. He was, he always hovered around 1.2 and he hit, he either hit two or almost hit two by that one act. Yep. So scaling all that crap, it's not complicated. Do the basics better. And we do have all those features in Estimate Rocket. So whether they're leads or past customers, you can send them um, a personalized note. That's getting back to basics yeah. right there. I know. Yeah. I mean, I know. I've had the same experience, Kathy. Yeah. Doing anything around my house is like the last thing I want to do <laughs> because it's just so frustrating. Yeah. Um, yeah. The communication and it, it's not usually the work. Mm. Usually oh, very never. happy with the work. Right. It's, High it's quality. The, wonderful. Yeah. I'd, I'd refer him to the ends of the world, you know, give his name out everywhere. But I would leave and say, yeah, and in two and three days would go by and not a call, not a text, you know, um, just saying, hey, the material isn't in yet at the at the, you know, um, landscaper at the um, what do you call the the um, place where you buy all of your supplies, the, the nursery. The, yeah, the nursery. The su those yep. supplies aren't, the plantings mm -hmm. aren't in yet. But, you know, they don't have time for that because they're working from sunup until sundown. Tom and Neil, let me ask you this. I'm going to combine a couple questions here and, and just say, okay, if somebody listening to what you're saying, they're thinking, okay, I still want to get to 5 million. You know, mm -hmm. I think I'm scaling a gold nugget here. We'll see. But I, I think I'm ready for it. I think I've been doing the basics better. I still seem to be plateauing. Are there any strategic shifts I need to be aware of? You know, and maybe it's their industry or maybe it's their environment or their location that seems to be holding them back, whatever it is. Are there certain st strategy keys that you would say, okay, well, once you kind of do the basics better and you're really, you're where you're at, you want to scale, here's a couple things to kind of start looking at to get to that 5 million mark. Cause I'm sure it's, it is really hard. And, you know, I know you guys are talking about the, the, the stuff that is right in front of you that you, that people neglect all the time, mm -hmm. the basics, but let's, let's just assume that everybody's doing what they need to be doing. Still 5 million is, is quite a mark to get to for, for just about anybody. What are, what are some strategic keys um, that you, that you advise people on there? Well, I, I, I'm looking at a text I got from a contractor who um, says I need um, we're growing and I need a private investor to help with payroll money to help uh, take on more work so we can keep growing. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and I said, what's your <laughs> revenue? And he's a young kid, nice kid. He says about 70 grand a month. I said, what's your gross profit? He says about 25% ish, which means he doesn't know it. Okay. Mm. So it's mm -hmm. probably lower. And I said, bingo raise your gross profit to 50%. You don't need an investor self-fund your growth. Most don't win with investors. And I hear this all the time. Guys are like, Oh, I need to partner with somebody. I need an investor. Um, this, this is what I meant earlier. Don't scale a turd prove. You can be go for 5 million. I go for a hundred million, go mm -hmm. for a billion, but prove that you could win where you're at now. Mm -hmm. And I think so. And that, that comes back to just going, let me put eyes on, right now and optimize everything I can to make us as, as efficient as we can, as profitable as you can before 
we try to scale. And so to do that, you know, number one, I, I know we sound like a broken record here, but let's put eyes on, do you know your numbers? You know, mm -hmm. um, are you, are you maximizing the gross profit on every project right now? You guys, and Neil knows this, the pushback we get from contractors about our, our goal for contractors of selling and producing work at a 50% gross profit gets so much pushback from contractors, hmm. you know, like if it costs you five grand to produce a job, charge at least 10 hmm. and then produce it at, at, at that for the five grand, which is, you know, coaching your team up and make sure they're clear on the scopes and you're mm -hmm. doing some you know, we call it a transfer the trust meeting between the mm -hmm. salesperson and the person in the running the job and great client experience. All these things combined. If you plan on producing the job for five grand, let's produce it for five grand. That five grand goes to pay overhead and net profit. Mm -hmm. And so the higher your gross profit, the easier your life is, the less leads you need, the less people in the field you actually need too, mm -hmm. to hit your goals. So I always tell people, let's get back to the basics. Number one, knowing your numbers, knowing what it costs you per day to stay in business without the field. I'm not even talking the field, you know? I mean, if you have 25 grand in overhead in a month, you know, and this month there's 21 working days, that's like 1200 bucks a day just to keep your lights on without even producing any work. Right. So most people don't even know what it costs them. Number one. And number two um, sales efficiency, you know, Kathy, you mentioned people don't have time. They, they can't return calls. They can't communicate. They, and that's because the average contractor is a terrible salesperson, mm -hmm. not because they're bad people. They just haven't put in the reps. They, their, their money mindset about their value, about their time is jacked up. They don't put in the reps of practice and role play to be more efficient as a salesperson. Right. And so that's why they're running around because they don't know how to truly pre-qualify somebody in a five to 10 minute phone call to mm -hmm. see if we're even a fit for each other. And, you know, when you do this right and you connect with people with the right energy and empathy, it creates trust. And, you know, that's why many of the people in our programs, I mean, they're literally, I mean, Neil, how many stories do we see? Like I joined battle. I'm bragging on the program and our coaches and stuff, guys. I'm not trying to like, I'm just sharing like our concepts work, mm -hmm. not meant to be a sales pitch, but like when you are truly committed to the basics, you know, I'm thinking of bill, bill literally went out and got a credit card, applied for a credit card that he barely got to join our program. He had 37 cents in his bank account. Oh gosh. All right. 14 months later, he's doing 1.8 million at a 50%. <laughs> All right. You got Anthony who came to us doing 300 grand a year, paid himself like 12 grand, like a thousand bucks a month. And I think he lost 10 grand net profit that year. Oh God! After one full year of focusing on the basics, he did 2.7 million at a 50% gross profit. And his second year, he did 3.4. Right. At a 50%. Yep. Okay. Because he's the one key with these guys. And I, I mean, Neil, how many hundreds of stories could we tell? Right. Mm. Like it's, um, it comes down to just planting your flag and saying, I am not going to waste my time or the time of my prospects. Right. I'm going to learn how to sell. And I don't mean close the deals, you guys. I mean, connect with another human being, protect our time. And how do you communicate that? How do you tell every customer that calls, like, 
I can't come out and see you all without sounding like a prima donna jerk, right? So there's ways that you have you ask questions where it it becomes their idea for you not to come out and tap dance in their yard. Yeah. Okay. If yeah. we're not on the same page about some things. And so, and the clients respect it. The contractors now have time to work on their business. They have time to train the new guy. They have time to prospect. They have time to call the customers back because they're carving out, they're saving 30 to 50% of their estimating time by learning how to communicate with people. Right. And that's also how you scale your business because mm-hmm. you want your time, your best energy focused on the things that move the needle. Right. So yeah. Neil, anything to add on that? Well, yeah, I was going to say when Chris asked the question, my, my initial thought was do less, which kind of mirrors where you were going. But I think so many times, when we look at, you know, I want to do four times what I'm doing today. I want to go from 1 million to 5 million or what, 4 million or whatever it is. They think they have to work four times as hard mm. to do that. And I, my experience is just the opposite. The, the more you look at, look at your business and try to do less, uh, I think that leads to these breakthroughs. Like mm-hmm. to, to do 5 million, you have to have a different mindset and a different way of, of being than to do 1 million. Right. They're not the same business. And mm-hmm. and so you have to look at things differently. You have to simplify or you will just drive yourself right over the edge mm-hmm. um, and, and burn yourself out. So, you know, do less is my two word answer. So do do less of the the right thing, which it does take a seasoned perspective to be able to identify, OK, well, what things are working? That's part of the keeping score, knowing your numbers and all that stuff. Um, but being able to say, I, I'm going to focus on these few things, charge more, maybe as Tom was mm-hmm. saying. So is, is that kind of just expand that idea of do less? So people know what that means. It's, is that what you're saying? It's kind of focus on the things that are making you profitable. Yeah, focus on the, the things, things that matter. Yeah. Okay. Like if, if you've got, you know, look at your day and you know, I've got eight hours today. What if I did what I normally do in an hour? What would I, what would I have to do? What would I have to get rid of? What would I have to shed? Um, and you know, this this will help you identify, you know, people that you're going to need to get to that that new revenue uh, plateau. It will help you identify the things you're doing that are just a complete waste of time. Um, you know, th- I think I think this our whole sales process kind of sprang from this question of how do I stop wasting four hours to go out and meet somebody, write up a proposal you know, get ghosted, all of that mm, um, traffic. Yeah. Sit in traffic. <laughs> mm. um, you know, how do I do all, how do I make sure I'm only talking to the people that are going to write me a check? And that's where this whole process originated from that we teach um, because somebody said, you know, Steve, who, who came up with this originally, Steve Schenholzer, uh, that originally came up with that. He, looked at it and said, how do I stop wasting all this time? How do I stop doing this insanity that I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And, and if he had just looked at it and said, Hey, I want to sell five times as much. And he kept that same process and system that he was using where he was spending four or five hours per estimate per person who called him. There's no way he would have ever reached the revenue that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, he had to figure out a new way. And so I guess that's what I mean by do less is, is it, do less slash simplify, you know, how do we, how do we be more efficient? How do we look at things a completely different way? Mm-hmm. So 
to say what Neil said in a different way, one of the, I have a list of questions that are on my phone that are strategic questions that I, I keep track of and I add to, um, most of us go tactical, you know, um, a strategic question doesn't, uh, it gets you to think more. And so an example of if I wanted to grow from one to 5 million, I might ask myself, if I only had two hours a day to work on the business, how would I spend my time to get us to 5 million in three years? If I only had two hours a day. That's a great question. I love that. Both of you guys had said something like that. And like, mm -hmm. if I only had this much time, how would I do what I normally do or what I really want to do in that short amount of time? That's, that's well, it's, such a it's great Parkinson's challenge. law, right? The, the mm -hmm. time for a task is, is whatever it is. It's a, it's, the time you give it is the time you take, right? I'm butchering the thing. Just right. Google. Expands <laughs> to fill the time available. Expands to yes. fill the time, right? But right. if I yeah. go, you know, um, and, and what it's done for me as we grow in the fight is it, is it really goes, all right, if I really only had two hours or 20 minutes or a half an hour to reach my goals, how would I spend my time? It causes you to simplify, to throw away all the unnecessary crap and really get your eyes on what moves the needle. Right. And then those things do more of them. Hmm. Right. Now, I'm not saying the other things aren't important in the business. It just doesn't mean they're, they're done by you. Hmm. Right. And then when you're focused on profitability, everybody knows they need to delegate and build a team and get out of the middle of the business and all this other stuff. And the reason they can't in the trade so often is they're not profitable enough. They don't have the money. You know? They just, they haven't, that's why we start with the foundation of everything is you got to get oxygen financially, mm -hmm. you know, and then you can invest in your team. One right. of the other big reasons people don't grow their businesses is good people leave. They leave because you don't take care of them. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't give them a future. Um, We talk all the time about winners do not stay with companies where they can't continue to win. Mm -hmm. And if you don't pave a clear map where somebody who's a winner can continue to win in their life and their money, and their life is better off for being part of your business for the next 10 or 20 years, they're going to bail. Right. You know, so that now comes back to, as you grow it, you know, your skills as a leader are way more important as a communicator of really going, what's in it for them? Communicate that to your team. Mm -hmm. Communicate just not just the vision, but as we achieve this, what's in it for them? And there's a lot of things that, that are important to people. There's not one size fit all. Certainly money's a part of it, but it's not always the main motivator for people. You know, um, they want to feel like they're significant. They have a purpose. They're meeting needs. They're helping people, whatever. Right. You know, they like who they work with. There's all these different things that are part of the culture. And I think that's where a lot of contractors you know, shoot themselves in the foot is they can never get the culture and the team to that point because they're not good at getting oxygen and understanding, you know, like they, they lie to themselves, you guys. Oh, nobody will go for this. You know, the question I hate the most is when I see po people post, what's the going rate to paint a bedroom? <laughs> you know, well, the go here's the thing. 95% of contractors don't know their numbers. Right. Why would you, it's like taking health advice, fitness advice from a fat guy. <laughs> it makes no sense. Right. You know, that would you call shape, your yeah. best friend who's broke and ask for financial advice right now? No, no. You're going to call the richest dude, you know, 
right and go how did you get wealthy and so you know when a when a contractor um doesn't truly know their numbers and they buy into the going rate and all this other stuff they don't you know put it they don't job cost back to job costing mm. i'm telling you job costing has flipped a switch for people in the confidence of what they need to be charging more than mm -hmm. anything else i've ever seen mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it's just like because the math is not emotional mm. it right. doesn't lie it tell you enter in right and you kept track of the receipts the man hours and you enter it all in right it spits out the truth yes data doesn't judgment lie. Or, mo or emotion and data is not emotional Right. Mm -hmm. Hey, before we run out of time, I just want to throw a huge plug in. I want you to talk about this for a little bit. Um, you know, Estimate Rocket has been such a proud sponsor last year, um, this year coming uh, for your Mile High Profit Summit. It is an event that we love being at. The energy level, the information is mind blowing at this event. Um, you get us excited when we're there. You know, we hear the music, the topics that are going on are so relevant. So why don't you um, throw in a plug for your event? Because we will be there as well. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you. So listen, uh, your your profit grows when you have the courage to sell unafraid. And that is the theme of our event this year. And everything, every speaker, every topic is going to be geared around helping you sell unafraid. And we're going to dig into some numbers. We're going to dig into some marketing stuff, some sales things, a bunch of breakout sessions, super excited for everything that we're going to bring your way. We have, um, I'm super excited with um, who's speaking this year. So we have, um, uh, back by popular demand is Ben Newman, who's the top performance coach in the world. We've got Michelle Mace Curran, who is a uh, was a fighter pilot in the Air Force, and then she was one of the only female Thunderbirds that performed for millions of people across the country. She's going to come talk about, you know, leaning into your fears and mm -hmm. your doubts and how to overcome that. She had a lot a big mountain to climb. We got Dan Miller, who uh, is a buddy of Neil's, who's coming in. He's a uh, Neil, he was the Vistage CEO speaker of the year, right? All the chapters were like, he, this yes. is the guy. And he taught us yep. on nutrition and fitness because you can't, you can't sell and produce and do all the things you have to do as a business owner, as a salesperson at high level, if your machine is broken. Right. And so he's going to talk about a lot of, a lot of hacks to do. And I don't mean hacks like in the cheesy way. I mean, some things that are really going to wake some people up. Neil was sharing with me. We got Steve Rosenberg. This is a big one. Steve's an international airline pilot. Um, and that's his side hustle. <laughs> okay. That's his side <laughs> job. He flies wow. to Tokyo and all these other places. He uh he began um real estate investing and then in, then built and sold, I think, if not the largest, one of the top two uh property management companies in Texas many mm -hmm. years ago. And he's going to be talking about the opportunity that's in front of contractors in the property management space. Right. Uh, a lot of those guys, a lot of property management companies, just like a lot of GCs get a bad rap of being all cheap and this and that. And actually it's quite the opposite. Steve's going to give some things on there. You got people from our fight team. Um, you know, we're excited. And then this year we have a, what we call an elite package um, that is, it starts the actual day before um, 
the main event. Mm -hmm. So on Tuesday, it's a, it starts with a workshop with me, Ben Newman and Renee Rodriguez, who is a, a communication and influence expert. Uh, you know, we, we've talked a lot here about growing your business, scaling your business, mm -hmm. and you can't do that if you can't get other people to truly buy into your vision and you know how to connect with them and influence them because you, you can, you know, you can't do it all yourself. And so, uh, that is a full day and a nice dinner and a tequila tasting and all that. And then <laughs> the rest of the event for those, those, uh, limited attendees will be the VIP experience. Uh, so, you know, you can check all this out at milehighprofitsummit.com. Awesome. And uh, I don't know. What did I miss, Neil? He's probably I think you, you pretty much, well, you, you missed the the one speaker, that uh, that one guy uh, that we got, uh, Tom Reber. We'll be talking <laughs> at the times. You forgot to mention him. He's, he's the opener, opening act. Yep. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll probably have a few things to say. Yeah. Just, a, few. Just a couple. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, it's always great talking to you. Uh, always. Man, you guys bring up so much good mm -hmm. information in such a short amount of time. And we appreciate it. And we want to encourage everybody to check you guys out because this is legit. I know, Tom, you were talking about some of the things you do, and you're like, I'm not trying to sell it. I'm just telling you this is these are stories that impact, you know, um the, the message that's going out to everybody to help them grow and help them make change, meaningful change. And we've seen people coming out of at your conference, coming out of some of those sessions with tears in their eyes. I mean, mm -hmm. like, because they're, they realize that change is possible mm -hmm. and you know, some of it, it's not my fault, but it's my problem. In other words, it's something that I can, I could do something about it. And people know that, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're kind of, um, I think they, they know how to forgive themselves. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you guys talk a lot about like, Hey, you know, I, I think it's really interesting that people, they take responsibility, but they don't feel regret or guilt. They don't feel shame. So somehow those two things are happening. People are, are, um, you know, pushing off the shame, but yet taking more responsibility for change. And, and maybe it's empowerment. I, I don't know, but somehow you guys are striking a great balance. We love seeing it. It's inspiring. I, I appreciate that. You know, let's, let me say this. I, I, if you go on social or YouTube, you see me screaming at the camera going, you need to own your crap, right? Mm -hmm. uh, what happens inside of Mile High and Battleground and all these things that we have going on at, at an intimate level is we teach you how to also own your greatness. Mm -hmm. Like own your crap is only step one. Like acknowledge, hey, I could have been better at this. I'm lazy when it comes to prospecting, you know, or I'm giving my family scraps or whatever. That's the starting point. Like look in the mirror and tell yourself the truth. Mm -hmm. Okay. The second step is owning your greatness so that you can have a reunion with who you've meant, who you're meant to be. And I think that's what people are feeling when they come out of the room there that they, yeah. you know, Neil, what did I say to you the other day? I literally like five days ago, I said something like, you know what? I said, I, my job is I get to give people hope. Mm -hmm. And then I get to turn on a flashlight and go, here's the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's really that. what it is. And so the world beats us up enough, Chris, right? Right. You know, it tells us every time you open your phone, there's somebody in better shape than you. And you're like, I'm a loser. And you never see somebody with a private <laughs> jet. And you're like, I'm a loser. Right. You know, Why is that 5 million? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's, you know, I, I appreciate you guys having us. And I always, we always have a great time talking. Can't wait to see you guys in Denver this year. I know. I can't wait to see you in September either. Well, guys, thanks for being on the podcast. Neil, Tom, it's been great. Thank you. This is Estimate Rocket Radio.
Join our team at EstimateRocket.com. by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.